Welcome to Mystery in the Radio Waves. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIrvin. Mystery in the Radio Waves is a podcast where a cast of actors and comedians perform a classic radio play and then improvise jokes, characters, and stories. What the heck are radio plays and where do they come from? Well, the golden age of radio was an era of radio in the U.S. in the 1920s to the 1960s, where the main source of entertainment was radio programming, before people owned televisions on a larger scale. The programs would have the same range as TV shows today. There were weekly medical dramas, romances, mysteries, true crime. It's such an interesting part of entertainment history that we hope to revive a little bit on this podcast. Just the great storytelling, not the racist, sexist crap. This week, we perform a classic radio play called Lonely Hearts from the series Richard Diamond, Private Detective. The original air date was May 18th, 1951. After the play, we get into some improv. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and subscribe. It really helps us out. You guys can email us at mysteryintheradiowaves at gmail.com. Or you can contact us on our new website, mysteryintheradiowavespodcast.com. If you have any questions or comments or you just want to say hi, we'll definitely read it on the podcast if you reach out. Enjoy! I'll give you one more chance, but if you don't make it this time, you might as well call up a Lonely Hearts agency the next time you want a date. Well, as it just happens, I was about to contact a Lonely Hearts agency. Right now? In a matter of minutes, my dear. Oh, Rick, I take it all back. You can come anytime you want, and I'll welcome you with open arms. I'm sorry I said anything. Oh, it's, it's not what you think, baby. This is business. I'll explain it all when I get there. Oh, oh there he is now. Come in. Why, Helen? You and nine. I'll bet my bottom Cadillac you won't. Have the title transferred, honey. You're sure to lose. Bye. Bye. Well, it's just that I hate to be taken for a rube. And brother, have I been taken. You said you came from Maine, is that right? Winter Harbor, May. Couple of hundred people. Everybody fishes, including me. But I make a few extra bucks running a lobster pound. What in the world is that? It's sort of a sea pen. When you keep lobsters alive until the market price is right. Oh, yeah. Well, tell me about the girl. It was her letters. They were so wonderful. Well, I couldn't believe I was being fleeced until it hit me right in the face like a dead codfish. Why don't you start from the beginning? Well, in Winter Harbor, a good-looking girl is as hard as to find as an orange on a fir tree. So I ran across a magazine that had some ads in it. Said there were a lot of people in the country. Lonely, beautiful young girls. She wrote those, she wrote the most wonderful letters anybody has ever wrote to anybody. I couldn't sleep at night thinking about her. Well, I hate to shatter your dreams. This picture happens to be of a movie star. June Allison. It's a sense she didn't write the letters. How do you know? You know her husband and her censors, and he censors her mail. Well, I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. And she asked you to send her money? $1,000 with clothes and transportation. You know, you know how long it takes to make $1,000 fishing in Maine. 
thousand years? You're a couple hundred short. Anyway, when she didn't show up, I wrote, no answer. So I came. No girl. And no address like that. I took the hook, and they reeled me in. Why do you want me to find her? Marry her or get the money back? If I can get the money back, I'll take it. Bless my feet. Oh, yeah, 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 I understand. Anyway, I just couldn't live with myself thinking of how I'd been skinned. I need the satisfaction of getting even. You find her and throw her in jail if you have to. What is her name? Elise McGill. What was the name of the agency that sent you the list? The Metropolitan Romance Bureau. Here, here's the clipping. How long do you think it would take you, Mr. Diamond? With luck, a year. But I'll try to hurry things up for you. May I help you find something, sir? Oh, I don't trust myself to answer that, ma'am. <laughs> You're blushing. Reckon I am. First I thought it was because my socks wasn't samphorized, but now I know it's because you're the prettiest thing I've seen since my first class career. Where are you from? And what's your name? Harold Applemockers, my handle. Howdy, and I'm from uh, Oklahoma. The player or the stage? <laughs> Out west, I'll have you know, man. Well, sir, what can I do for you? Well, the truth is, ma'am, I heard this is a Lonely Hearts agency. Lonely. I'm sorry, but this is strictly an agency that works through the mail. That's all we're licensed to do. Oh, it's too bad. Got a lot of oil money that's just burning a hole in my suitcase. You mean in your pocket? No, I can only get a few thousand of it in my pocket. Really? Yeah, it's really a shame. I sure would like to spend it on some girl. Well, thanks for the friendliness. Uh, just wait a minute. Maybe I can fix things up for you with Mr. Santino. He's head of the bureau. I sure got myself a lonely heart. Well, he was calling into the inner office. I took a roll of stage money, what else, out of my pocket and began thumbing through it. I was ushered into Mr. Santino's office before I counted a ten. All the way from Oklahoma, huh? That's right. Yes, sir. In my 16-cylinder covered wagon. What business are you in? Oil. Quarts or gallons? Barrels. You don't say. Well, now, let's sit down and talk over your little problem. I take it you're lonely and in search of feminine companionship. Oh, you can see right through me. <laughs> Lonesomeness is pretty hard to hide, I guess. Yes, it's a scourge of our society. Millions of people passing each other on the streets and never speaking, keeping their unhappy little lives all tied up within themselves. It's a tragedy which we attempt to alleviate in our own little way. Can you alleviate mine? I'm required to ask you this, but just what are your intentions? You know what I mean. Oh, strictly honorable, Mr. Santino. I'm looking for a soulmate. Marriage is my intentions. That's the answer I want. Now let's get down to business. It was wonderful of you to go to all this trouble taking me out to dinner. Oh, this is trouble. I should have been in it long ago. The big city can be lonesome at times. I know, yes. Times like 
5.30 in the morning or when you have smallpox. You don't seem to believe me. Andy, I bet they could make a human carpet out of the men who beat their way to your door every night. Not so many as you think. And the ones who do come are opportunists. Blame them? Beauty can have its drawbacks too. Men are afraid of you. Sometimes I wish I had been born plain. Andy, honey, beauty is about the one thing left they don't tax. Don't knock. Tell me something. Sure. Before you even ask, I got more money in the bank than two of us can count. Okay, that isn't what I was going to ask. I'd like it if, if you didn't have a cent. Curse of wealth. Are you really interested in finding a girl to marry? That's my whole aim in life. I just want somebody who's willing to come back to Oklahoma. Sit on the back porch and watch those poor little pumps bring up the oil. After we finish dinner, would you like to go up to my apartment for a drink? You can have anything in the place. Oh, honey. I trade everything for a warm look. How's that? Do you have any liquid starch? I'd like to fix my car. <laughs> You're great. You know what I think? Couldn't guess. You know, there's something about you that I really like. And I'm sorry that we had to meet this way. What's wrong with this? I wish it could have been more like a small town or on a summer night and you walking me home from a band or a concert or a dance and, oh, why go on? That was pretty good coffee, Candy. Mind if I play a record? It's my favorite. Go right ahead. Wish I knew the words. I do. You're laughing at me. Stop fucking laughing at me. Oh, Harold. Come here, Candy. <laughs> oh my God. What an awful, awful business to be in. Why? What do you mean? Excuse me, please. So I went home and I went to bed. The next morning I was coming down the corridor to my office and met Jeff, the janitor. Don't slip on the water. Hey, good morning, Jeff. How's the pinup for the fourth floor? And there's nothing wrong with my looks and a few years wouldn't fix, but unfortunately they've already passed. Oh, go on, go on. If I were a few years older, you'd be just the thing for me. Want me to scare you and tell you that I'll wait? Let's talk about something else. Tell me, how are the bass drum lessons coming? Oh, I'm off the bass drum now. The vibrations have upset my stomach. Besides, I've taken up softball now. Oh, you're kidding. Does that thumb look like I'm kidding? What do you play? Catcher. 
The only catcher in town with built and padding. Just for that, I have a mind not to tell you about the two men who went into your office. When? Ten minutes ago. And outside of an umpire, they're the meanest looking men I've ever seen. Thanks, Chet. Warning, Diamond. Am I supposed to turn white or something? I hear you're a great actor, Diamond. Make a specialty of Western parts, oil men and such. Sorry, I'm all booked up. Santino don't like to have his letters stolen off his dames. Don't know what you're talking about. Jumbo. Now, Diamond. I guess we open up your safe and get the letters, huh? Diamond Detective Agency, blue eyes, now black. This is Candy, Mr. Diamond. Sweet of you to call. Listen, somebody recognized you last night and burn those letters and get out of your office. And if you want to give me some help, I could sure use it. What kind of help? I want to get out of this town. Oh, help me. I'll do anything to repay you. I'll be right over. Get rid of those letters first. And then... <gasps> oh no! Sandino, Candy. no! Get away Candy. from me! <laughs> what do you mean telling the police about a murder in my place? What are you, crazy or something? I'm not crazy, Miss Chambers. I was here last night with a girl named Candy Cooper. In this very apartment. She called me from here today. Somebody shot her. Listen, mister, I don't know what your angle is, but this happens to be my apartment, and you were definitely not in it last night. If you had been, my boyfriend would have tossed you out on your ear, because he was here too. How long have you lived here, young lady? Almost a year. You heard what the manager said? Oh, don't bother. Wait, it's rigged against us. Why don't you shut him up? Look, I got records to prove it. And I'll tell you again, I never, never heard of no candy, whatever her name was. Rick, there isn't much I can do here. We need more than your ward. Okay, Piggy. Homicide is supposed to be your expertise, not mine. Who said there was a homicide? All you told us about was a shot and a scream and over a phone at that. That doesn't mean shit. Nobody, no crime. Come on, everyone knows this. Oh, you useless son of a... Hey, one more word, and I'll lock you up for wasting my time. Isn't your job inherently a waste of time? Yeah, here's the card. They gave a change of address. The Metropolitan Romance Bureau now receives his mail at post office box 32976. 32976. Yeah. Say, you must be real hard up for romance, if you know what I mean. Yeah, funny. Get it? Hard up for romance? <laughs> you should be stand up. Oh, my God. Are you serious? That's always been my dream. Don't quit your day job, kid. Hello? This is Ralph Dickinson, Mr. Diamond. Did you find out anything yet? 
Well, Ralph, I haven't gotten your money back as yet, but I know a lot more than I did yesterday. For example? I think your letter came from a man named Santino, or one of his secretaries. Is that right? Well, Mr. Diamond, just tell me where he is. I'll handle it from here. I think it's going to take both of us. Why don't you come down to my office? Right now I have to check, out, check on an address and a license number. Be right down. I want some action. Yes? What is it you want, young man? George Santino. Is he in? George what, Tino? Santino. That with an S? With an S. Never heard of him. You don't give me that. He lives here. Since when? Well, how should I know? I've been here since they built the place. 1912, never seen no George Lambino. Had a Carl Maffino once rooming. Oh, swell. Maybe I want to room. May I come in and look around? You may not. This is my home, my private home. I don't like that look in your eye. Are you Santino's mother? I'll have you know I was never married. My name's Hester Thompson. Well, Hester, I'll hate myself for doing this. But one side. <gasps> you, you, you can't come in here. I'll call the police. I just did. And I dare you to. I dare you to. I want to look around. Rick! Rick! I hear someone in there. Move, woman. Rick, oh, Rick. Easy, honey, 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 you're all right. I thought you'd been killed. I almost was. Who's this guy, Mr. Diamond? A letter writing expert named George Santino. How did it happen, Candy? I was talking to you on the phone when George walked in. He was mad because I was going to tell you about the whole racket. He had a gun and threatened me. I threw the telephone book at him and then the gun went off. Oh, Jumbo and that other man brought me here. Where are Jumbo and friend now? Out getting a doctor. It's too late for a doctor for this guy. Mr. Diamond, he's dead. <laughs> I knew he was going to die. I knew it. <laughs> We'll have some cops here to meet them when they come back. Another drink, Rick? No, Helen, honey, one's enough. Your beauty is intoxication itself. Oh, I'll bet. I didn't look anything like her. Well, she was different. But you're both U.S. grade A. But you kissed her. All in the line of beauty. What's going to happen to her? Well, before the week is out, I guess she'll become Mrs. Ralph Dickinson. What a fortunate girl. I wish someone would ask me. All right. I will. Rick! Really? Sure. How would you like to become Mrs. Ralph Dickinson? Oh, you double-crossing motherfucker. Come here, closer <laughs> now. <laughs> There. That help? Oh, Rick. Was that in the line of duty? That, Helen. Strictly on Valentine. 
This is your FBI, the official broadcast from the files of the FBI. Follows immediately. Stay tuned. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is an American broadcasting company. Yay. Yay. Okay. I kept that last part in because it was the in the original script, the FBI section. And I was like, that's weird. But it's not too weird yeah. because the fucking tobacco industry, because of all of the laws that passed in the 60s with like banning tobacco, for whatever reason, um, they have to catalog every commercial that they've ever done because of those laws. Wow. So like if there was a radio play that had a cigarette commercial in it or a cigar commercial in it, then like the tobacco people have to like hold on to those scripts. Like, I don't know if that oh has to but that's the only thing I could think of because there was there was a cigarette commercial in this, but I just took it out. <clears throat> yeah, so I don't know. I don't know why the FBI is talking about radio plays, but Daniel Kuhn. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Good one. I liked it. We should film it. <laughs> I feel like somebody says that every time we do this. <laughs> oh, and it was good. Oh, we should film it. Yeah, we should film it. Yeah, should we? Yeah. What did you like about it that you were like, I, I want to film this? I could see everything in my head so clearly. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I could, I could see Daniel busting through the rooms, mm -hmm. and. Kissing people and <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I I love how like okay, so he introduces the play with his wife or his girlfriend, I guess, or whatever. Mm. But then he's like, I don't know, it's part of the job for him to like kiss people as a detective. Sure, sure. Yeah. That's Is how that you get information. <laughs> That's how you get information. Uh, yeah. What do you know? Is this from? Um. Let me look, actually. Thank you for leaving in, but you're both U.S. grade A. Yeah, that was a real <laughs> line from the real radio play. <laughs> the best kinds of meats. It's, it's a series called Richard Diamond Private Detective. The episode was called Lonely Hearts, and the original air date was May 18th, 1951. Okay. Wow. 51. Yeah. No cigarette. I, I'm not mad at like a romantic comedy detective series. Like, I'm not mad at that. Not at all. That's a good idea. No, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Darren, I see you nodding your head over there in the corner. Yeah, you know. We can just see your forehead, Darren. It sounds I want to know. <laughs> I want to know more about this janitor and his thumb. <laughs> And softball. Oh yeah, what was that line? Look at my thumb. Can't you tell or something I like know. that? Right. I just, I just, maybe maybe I'm not into softball no, enough. I don't like, know what playing characters should have done. What's the effect of thumb? I don't know. I, I didn't feel like Rick was hitting on him as well. Like yeah, I, thought I, thought was, I thought they banged. Did he fuck yeah. the janitor? <laughs> that's the way I was playing it. Yeah, Rick was fucking everybody, right? Like that's what yeah. I. Yeah, like, basically, like, I said Rick, in the beginning it was flirt central. Like Rick and Santino fucked. Rick and and uh, fucking the lobster guy fucked. Hester. 
Esther Farquhar. Yeah, yeah Esther. everybody in this, in this show. As well. You literally, I feel mm. like, yeah, it's just like implied, but. Hester's neighbor, Hester's neighbor as well. Hester's oh, neighbor. Fine. Yeah, no, you okay, fucked everybody. This, if this were to be a movie, who would play the detective that would fuck everybody? Like oh, man, Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. <laughs> Fred Armisen? I was going to say James Franco. Oh, really? <laughs> Okay, oh, he's a leading man and a little sleazy, so you know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. I mean, do you know Fred, Fred Armisen? Leading Fred Armisen would be amazing. It'd be so funny. I do want to see it. Just a, a I show. I can see Will Arnett playing. That. Will Arnett, yeah, Will Arnett. Um. Oh, a a young Bob Newhart. Young. Super young Bob Newhart. Are we going through like without throughout history or just currently? Like current people. Currently, currently in oh. you know what? John oh. Laney, a flirty detective. Don't oh, yeah. man of everything. Yes. Awesome. Mike Myers. <laughs> Mike Myers from ninety-nine. I would watch that. Yes. Yes. Mike Myers. Nineteen ninety-nine. Nineteen ninety-nine. Uh, oh, Sharon Stone. Spy Sharon Shanks. Stone could be in this. Yeah, Spy Shag Me. Oh, yeah. Who plays Candy? Sharon Stone. Because I just watched Casino oh, recently. Where are you born? <laughs> Were you born in 85? Yeah, I was. I was born in 85. Were you really? Yeah, yeah, I was. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was born in 1985. Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, my God. I just guessed and said yeah. it sarcastically. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, that explains everything. Yeah, I would I would cast Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, and Sharon Stone in this. Yes. Casino? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, about, what about Marissa Tomei as Candy? Oh my god. Oh, I would cast her as everything. She's the best. <laughs> Marissa Tomei? Yeah, yeah. I would marry her. I want to marry her. If she's listening, yeah. I want to marry her. And you're single. I know you're single, Marissa. I know. I know. <laughs> so I really like Juno Temple. I think she'd be very good for Candy. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she was supposed to be great. Margaret Qualley. Only because yes. of her role in uh, Once Upon a Time. <laughs> she's like, that'd be that same kind of character. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'll go Robbie. Uh, Margaret Qualley, the one. You've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Yes. Margaret like, Robbie. The Manson family girl that was like always around. He was like driving around with the same girl. Oh, she's such a good dancer. Way. Yeah, she's so good at dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Liz, your uh, uh, image keeps freezing. Liz, your uh, image keeps freezing when you're like smoking or drinking. Okay. That's really okay. funny. It's like, <laughs> it's really... as long as my audio is still good, I don't care about my video. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. Um, oh. so what should we do? Should we, do you guys want to do a herald? Yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah. Okay. We'll do a herald. We'll say blackout. And let's do fingers to start if you want to start a scene. And you know, okay. with two people. Um, okay. Let's see. Was there like any other <coughs> weird things we could take as inspiration from the radio play? <coughs> if you want to explore the the Rick and Jeff's relate like relationship, that's very <laughs> the, the, the detective and the janitor. Oh my gosh. So interesting. I just don't know what's going on there. It's, it's yeah. I feel you. <laughs> okay. All right. You guys ready to get started? Yes. We said Harold. I'm so sorry. I was trying to find the image for. What image? I'm look up Harold. 
<laughs> the image of the girl from. Are you gonna um, Google a Herald? What the hell? Oh. No, I was talking right. Are you gonna make you a background? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Yes. Oh my god! Oh my god! My bum hurts. Oh my. Oh, Harold, and I'm starting. Scene. Oh, <coughs> okay. Um, um, it, so, hey, um, before we get into this awesome shrimp dinner that I just cooked for you, um, I just want to have like a quick little, little little chat about work lately. Um, I don't want to assume anything because. You know, we've been together for a really long time and I've had no reason to mistrust you, but lately I've been smelling perfume on you and seeing oh, baby, baby. That's on your clothes and I'm just a little curious about it. It's mine. It's mine. Um, is it like very like rosy smelling, like very feminine, very feminine? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I've just been exploring my, my feminine side recently. And um, I sometimes go to the room next door when you're not there and I dress up in woman's clothing and I just spray a little bit of perfume on. It, it's nothing to be worried about, babe. Right, right. See, I, if that was the case, that, you know, that's cool with me. You got a little hobby. You got a little little side thing that makes you happy. Go you, woo, you know, supportive wife yeah. over here. But the thing that is kind of confusing about it is you said it relates to your work as a detective. And like, you just kept saying like, that it was because you were a detective. And now I'm just like, well, what's this hobby thing now? So I, I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. Oh no, if, oh, that's from when I kiss other women at work because I'm a detective. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I knew it, I knew it. I knew it. My mom, I talked to my mom on the phone today and she tried to say, oh no, you've been with him for 10 years. He would never do such a thing. But look, you just admitted it. You just said it. You kiss people at work. Well, it's it's my job, baby. I mean, you know, what? think about it. Porn stars kiss at work. I FBI, porn star, it's kind of the same thing if you think about it, really. <sighs> I don't know if it's the same thing. I don't know if I could think of it in that way because that job has to do with kissing and yours traditionally does not. It does not. You know, there has to be a professional relationship between, I mean, I get it. Like if you're undercover or something like that, I don't know. I guess when you became a detective, I really didn't think all this through. Knock, 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 knock. Hey, John. Hey. Hey, hey, I'm so sorry. I know it's late. Um, I have that information you needed. Here are the files. Oh, yeah. Give me, um, give me a kiss. Yeah. That's what we, I told you that's what we do at work. We we everybody kisses each other. It's oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, cut, cut. No. <laughs> Oh yeah, blackout. Wow, my brain. Oh, hey man. Uh did you hear a gunshot last night? 
I mean, I know we were neighbors across from each other, but we 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 definitely heard. Did you definitely hear the gunshot upstairs? Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. I was gonna um, I was gonna give a call, but you know, it's not that unnormal to hear gunshots in this neighborhood. Okay, okay, but you didn't. But you only heard a gunshot, right? You didn't hear like anything like come down, like into like the apartment across from you, right? No, not at all. Okay, gosh, me either, because like, you know, it's like I get why someone would shoot them because they've been playing loud music forever. And then like, even if you're like, you get a broom and you bang up there, they don't stop. But who would go up there and actually shoot them? That's kind of like, what? Why would anyone do that, right? It's like, gosh. I mean, you know, um, it's the projects, man. This is where we live at. Thank you. Thank you so much. So if cops do come by, not on your door, we are on the same page, right? We are yes. on the same page. Yes. No one knows what happened. Nobody knows what happened. I'm not even going to tell them I heard a gunshot. This is only really between me and you. This is why I didn't shoot. I mean, this is why I don't have any problems with you because we just are always always in the same place you know it's just like yeah everything's always on a hush hush with us yeah but you know uh one time i lent you like twenty dollars um because you wanted to get like a sandwich or something uh do you remember like you happen to have that twenty dollars on you still or um i mean you know let's 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 kind of keep that on the low that you gave me twenty dollars <laughs> okay. Okay, you know, <laughs> I was just trying to say because, you know, um, <laughs> it just seems like, you know, $20 isn't that much of a big deal, but like, you know, you can just give me $20, but I I lend you something as a friend and I feel very, you know, <laughs> disrespected. Uh, so you just don't have like $20 laying around like in your pocket or something. You know, yeah, you know what, here, here's, here's, here's two tens. I'll give you two tens and... You know, sorry, just, sorry, I don't want change. I just it has to be a ten dollar bill. There's something about two tens to freak me out, man. I, I didn't, I didn't want to have to do this, but I just, I only want. Oh, is that a gun? Yes, it is a gun because I only want. I'm sorry, you, your voice cracked a little bit. I didn't hear that last part. <laughs> I only want twenty dollar bills. Seconds. I know I'll give you five seconds to no, knock dark. Knock dark. Oh. No, no, not dark. And that's how I saved the cat from a burning. Oh, sorry. Hi. Hello. Hey, um, I got your email about blackmailing me unless I gave you all my twenty dollar bills. Uh, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure, you know, what was it? Does 2001? Like January first, two thousand one. Uh we made a bet. And uh, we, were at, we were at a bar saying like how many drinks we can get. And you said, oh, I just need one more drink. And I was like, oh, here's a 20, you know? And like 16 years later, <laughs> where is that $20 bill? Like, I don't, I don't see it. I feel like you just like hate me because of that. You, you never gave it back to me. And I've been holding it in for so long. I just can't contain it. Well, you know, um, I guess, you know, you can handle this thing with him. I gave you two times. <laughs> oh my gosh, sir! Please. As long as we're good on the, when the police come, we didn't hear anything. I'm okay. Wait, are the police okay. coming? The police? Are coming? Oh yeah, yes they are. Bang! 
<laughs> so anyway, that was long overdue. You gonna give me twenty dollars, right? Uh, yeah. Um, yes. Just I, okay. I wanted to address the blackmail, but it's fine. Sure. Okay. Twenty dollars is yours. I'm giving you twenty dollars. Our our transaction is done. I've given you twenty dollars. Ah. All right. You you, you hit like, me in the chest. <coughs> oh my god. Oh, sorry. Oh my god. I meant to hit you, you hit him in the, in the chest. Oh yeah, my god. A little bit. I guess uh, the aim has been a little off because I've been trying to hit, hit. I was trying to aim for the you know the art the heart. Uh. All right, that should do it. I mean, do you want to come in and like have a beer or no. something since we already said? Okay, what? No. No, Darren. Darren. Darren, can you hear me? Darren. Uh, Darren. Uh, Darren. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Darren. Oh my gosh, what is it gonna take? It's uh, gonna take a oh uh, bullet with spears on there. Oh I don't God. understand. Uh, uh, go, go, do. go to the fridge right now. Go to the fridge right now. Grab me a bottle of vodka. I need some bandages. I need a needle. Okay, he needs to cough up twenty dollars. I'm not helping this guy. No, he, I, I swear to God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Is Alejandro's frozen? Alejandro. Alejandro, are you there? Alejandro. Are you frozen? I was muted. I couldn't figure it out. That's that's okay. That's fine. It's okay. You you want you want to start like a scene? You want to do a scene? Uh, go for it. Are you gonna start it? I have nothing. Okay, great. Okay. Um, hey guys. Um, listen. I don't want to keep playing catcher. I don't want to. I know. I don't. It's it's a weird. You you guys said because of my thumb. My thumb is fucking gross. It's a gross looking thumb. And so I have to play catcher, and I'm not good at catcher. I keep dropping the ball. I just, I'd rather play in the outfield, to be honest. I like being out there. Well, dude, um, your thumb's fucking gross. Yeah. So um, we got to keep you a catcher. That way no one can see it. Oh, oh, that's okay. Well, I don't, for, for well, actually, for I, I don't understand how, it's gross. Can you describe to me how my thumb is gross? I mean, please get that out of the way. It's your own thumb. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I I, I see my thumb every day. It looks like a normal thumb. No, I'm looking at your thumb right now, and your thumb looks just like my thumb. So, can you describe to me how gross my thumb is, please? Wow. Well, well, first of all, your thumb is uh is very rough. You've obviously yeah. been doing stuff with it with sandpaper. I've been doing stuff with my thumb. I've been doing stuff with my thumb. Yeah, sandpaper stuff. Look, man. I mean, okay. All right, okay, look, let's. Okay. Look, man, oh, you're the one yeah, that came in here and was like, "Hey, man, I got this freaky thumb. I love sandpaper." Are you taking <laughs> suggestions from off. the uh, the team on why his, his thumb is so gross? Because I've been holding back something I've been wanting to say for a while. Um, why does your nail grow underneath the skin, the flesh? I don't understand. Like, it's just show a me weird your thing thumb. Show I, me your. What, what does your nail do, na- Daniel? My nail. What, what does your nail do? My nails on the outside of my flesh. I can see like it's a, you have a weird flesh thing where you can see the nail underneath and I'm, I don't understand what that means. And I just, I would rather have a, of a, not of a mint, a baseball mitt over it. Just like just saying, I don't know, this, this is a little suggestion from the, the team. Just, <laughs> it's, a, it's a friendly, it's a friendly suggestion, man. You're, you're, you're grossed out. Thumb is just grossing everybody out. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. I have a gross, uh, fucking, throw up. Uh, demon thumb. It's fine. I will keep playing catcher. It's fine. It's fine. Are you sure? I didn't know. Look, Everyone sorry. felt so strongly about it. It's fine. I thought, we thought you were okay with it. You just seem so upset now. 
No, I just I just wanted to play some softball to be honest, and I thought we would like rotate out positions. That's um, not a but works at all. I like, am not wearing that glove after he put his disgusting thumb in there. No thanks. You can bring uh, your you own glove. glove. You can bring your own glove. I'm sorry. Look, we um, rotate gloves. We don't rotate positions. Okay. Well, well, everyone else is rotating positions, but me. I'm the only one who keeps playing catcher. Everyone else is rotating out positions. Yeah, because the catcher glove is very unique, and your thumb is very gross, and it's been inside of it, and now, now nobody wants to be inside of it. Okay. Um, all right. You know. Okay. I'm. 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 I'm tired of this conversation. Um, it's fine. I have, I have a gross thumb. I will keep playing catcher if that means I get to be a part of the team. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Um, <laughs> okay. Moving on to the next order of business in this uh, team meeting that we're having. Um, uh, sleeping arrangements for the road. Um, seems that uh, I keep getting my own room, and you guys are bunk mates with other people. Uh, I like to like room with somebody. It gets kind of lonely when I'm by myself on the road on our uh, softball games. Coach, I, I, I just I just gotta say something. I just gotta say something, Matt. Look, Jeff. Yeah. Let me talk, let me just talk to you quickly. Let me just talk to you. Hey, Matt. Matt. Yeah, sure. It's fine. Hey, what's up? So, your thumb is fucking disgusting. And yeah, we got. We, we, we just don't want to see it. I, I look. That's not how I feel. That's what, that's, that's what they say. That's what they say, bro. I think you're beautiful, man. Yeah, you look like a freak. Yeah, your fucking nail is under your your, your skin. It's, it's, it's fucking stinks so bad, but- It you know, stinks? I, it stinks? I mean, it doesn't stop. Bob, it's, I've never seen a conversation on the field last this long in the middle of a game. I don't know what the, it could be talking about that would take this long. Do you have any clue of what they could be discussing down there, Bob? Well, uh, Ted, I tell you, there's a rumor going around on the field that uh, some, some, some thumbs, some thumbs are being talked about. And it could lead to a future trade in the softball, in this professional softball league that we're commentating oh, here we on. Go with the thumbs every year. Every blackout. year. It's blackout, 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 blackout. Okay. Blackout. This is, this is a group game now. We're doing a group game. Group game. Yeah. Uh, so I met this new guy, and he said I'm the only one for him. His name is Rick. And we are going out on Saturday. So I'm sorry, guys. I can't come to the single gals dinner on Oh, Saturday. no. No. No, please come. Yeah. Please. Please come. Please cancel. No. Please. No. You're not please. the only one with a What? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, what is this? Congratulations. A guy named Richard. And we're going what? out the same day you said. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh my oh, God! What? Uh, Richard? <laughs> that's funny because that's like Rick's like real name, but whatever. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not the same person. So, guys, I was gonna wait till the end of the night to to tell you guys, but oh, he's got engaged. What? And his Richard. You're dating someone? Oh I'm gonna marry Richard. Oh. Oh. Oh my God! What is? That's hey, so wait, this, can we just can we just put like a, this group is falling apart in the matter of seconds? Uh, you guys, you guys, I'm I'm like so embarrassed to admit this actually, but I uh, I married Dennis Quaid last month, and uh, Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Yeah. Republican Dennis Quaid. 
he was single and available and is that his name <coughs> like the right guy 50 something year old actor man available well that's interesting as long he was available yes mm-hmm. wait uh hold on okay dennis quaid who was in the right stuff and married to meg ryan and in in good company with Topher Grace. Wait, what else is he in? I can't think of what he's in actually. Brother well, to Randy Quaid. Vegas Vacation. That was Randy Wait, Quaid. That was Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. But hey, congratulations! Oh my God, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I was almost afraid they were gonna say it was Richard, and I was gonna be like, "Oh, this is awkward." <laughs> because Wait, so we're I don't know not all happening. fucking Richard. Are what? we the same guy? No way. Now that, I, now that I think about it, Richard does look like Dennis Quaid. Am I crazy? Does he not look like Dennis Quaid? Or I don't Quaid look Dennis Quaid. Quaid. He, he does. does. Hold Are we on. all Hold fucking on. Dennis Quaid? I think we're all fucking Dennis Quaid. Huh? I think we're being Dennis Quaid. Dennis <laughs> Quaid. Oh, <laughs> look out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god, the baby's coming. You have to drive me to the hospital right now. Oh my god, the contractions, they hurt so okay, bad. Um game's on. And huh? Jeff, what? Jeff, you take over. I, I fuck this shit. You can have my wife. Good luck with her. Baby, hello, baby's coming. Well, I'm not a doctor, but um, you know, at the job, I'm supposed to kiss uh whoever's doing the job. So I feel like me and you are like co-workers now. So before you deliver the baby, can I get a little... Uh, can I get that? Who exactly are you? Why? Are you a doctor? <laughs> well, no, but I can be a doctor tonight. I'm saying. Uh, uh, I can't just, uh, right now. Okay, there is a child coming out of me. Somebody please take me to the hospital. Husband, please. Yes, but I'm doing your service. And if I'm doing your service... I'm just used to a work environment where if, if I help y'all, you have to at least give me a little- There's little, somebody little, yes, take I don't know. to the hospital in the next five okay. minutes. I'm gonna give birth hey, on the sidewalk. I tried, is I that tried, what you want? I tried. Is that what you want me to give birth on the sidewalk? Honey, stop whining. I'll take you to the damn hospital to deliver. <gasps> you can make out with other bitches, but you need to watch your mouth because I'm about to be the mother of your child. Uh, we we cut to the hospital after the birth. Um, well, here you go, a beautiful, oh, healthy little boy. Congratulations, you were such a trooper. <laughs> I can't believe you got through such a hard labor intensive night. Why can't you believe it? Why? Because you weren't making out with anybody or anything. We were all waiting for you to make out with someone while you were giving birth and that didn't happen and my husband was that a thing that i should have done with my husband as i was giving birth i literally have never heard of that oh really oh okay that's um well i well here at at, at first adventist uh, hospital it's very common we just make out with everybody as we're doing our uh, our, our daily routines okay nurse i have a question can i smoke yes. cigarettes in here oh um no no you may not that's a horrible idea please don't do that but it's 1951. I'm pretty sure it's allowed. Oh, it is 1951. That's fine then. That's okay. You can smoke cigarettes. I don't know why I asked. I was being polite. I could have just done it anyway. It's true. Yeah, it's true. true. Blackout. <laughs> Blackout. Blackout. 
Sabrina's not dead. She just messaged. Uh, it's a nice, it's not oh, so Sabrina's not dead. So my job was not <laughs> complete. I mean, whoever tried to come into her house and murder her <laughs> didn't do their job. I heard she was attempted. She was almost murdered yesterday. Oh my God. That sucks, doesn't it? I mean, like, who would do that? I mean, like, nobody's actually seen her. Like, she just texted everybody that she was cool, and I'm sure she's fine. But like, it's weird that you know nobody actually like physically saw her, right? Or is like, is it just (laughs) yeah? I mean, last time I saw her, she she didn't know where my um my wallet went. I don't know. She was just like, oh, your wallet? I don't. I didn't see it. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I hope you look for it. And then I didn't see where your wallet is. That's so weird. Yeah, that's so weird. The one time, right? It's like someone must have got mad at her and like got rid of her because she's an untrustworthy bitch. <laughs> but who would do that? I don't know. Not me. So she did not text you, correct? She just didn't text you. Well, I feel like if someone were to go in and like get rid of her because she was a bad friend and like attempt to kill her, like they would have checked her pockets to see if you know a phone was in there. Can you, you think cell phone services, you know, work underground? Like, do you know if that is that is that a thing? Like, do cell phone towers like hit I'm underground? Sorry. I'm sorry, you you lost me for a moment. You started just okay. going on a on a thing that I didn't grasp. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So wait, do you think there's more to this, or I'm not saying that someone tried to bury her underground because she's a bitch, but I'm not also saying that. But who would do that? Because I wouldn't do that. I mean, I mean, it sounds like you've done it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here pointing fingers, okay? I'm not here pointing fingers. You know what? You want to come take a walk with me to the woods real quick? What? Maybe we can go Absolutely and find not. her. I would never walk with a man into the woods ever in my entire life. I don't care who they are, how long I've known them. I will never. Yeah, that's really dangerous. You shouldn't do that. It's very dangerous. Okay, well, I mean, I just feel like maybe if we, if one of you guys go to the woods, Did because you guys are all being weird, to me, you know. Sabrina, the night that she went missing. Yeah, I mean, the night where she was just saying, well, uh, if I did take your wallet, why would I take any of your money? And I was just like, because, I don't know, you hate me? Well, sure. You want to get... Isn't that the night you yes. called me and you said, I wish that bitch would die? <laughs> yes. Dye her hair this uh, pink because <laughs> it would look good on her. Okay? That's what I meant. Ding dong. Because it was just... Oh, oh. Thank you. Oh. I didn't know what I was going to say next. Hello. Hey, there you are. I brought the shovels for the hole we're supposed to dig later. Oh, yeah. Um. So about that, did you... Did you did you hear any like sounds like if, if the hole wasn't like closed in enough or if there was enough space for someone to like text it underneath there because I thought I hole? killed her and she's still alive. Well, yeah, I, I, I know you killed her. I thought we were gonna go bury her. Yeah. Yes, yes, okay, just making sure. <laughs> wait, hey, All right. wait, hold, on. wait, did you kill Sabrina? Yeah, um, it's really sounding. Only Sabrina like, I killed was Sabrina, the teenage witch, in my guys, in my fantasies. In the TV room, and we can hear you. Oh. Well, no, because if you did it, that means I don't have to do it. Because she is a bitch. Blackout. Finally. <laughs> Blackout. 
<laughs> Who's gonna love that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she will actually. Uh, yeah, me honestly, man. Oh, Alejandro, I think it's us. Alejandro. Hey, dude. Uh, so, um, mm -hmm. what's the deal with your stinky thumb? Well, um, what's the deal with my stinky like, thumb? Yeah, why is it all stinky, man? Um, well, I okay. Uh, Look, you, man, you could use a little bit more bedside manner on that. You'd be a little bit more tactful. Like, I, I barely know you. Like, we work together at Target. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I'm just like, you're stinking up this whole, like, uh, we work at school supplies and it's real stinky. And so I'm excuse me, excuse me. Are, are you the manager I, here at Target? Yes, I am. Uh, no, not you, sir. Stinky the man. other guy. <laughs> are you the manager here at Target, sir? No, he's he's not. Not I'm, you, sir. The other guy. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just telling you who the manager is. I'm just telling you who the manager is, man. <coughs> hey, man, he's, man. I'm not. The he's man. not the manager. I'm, I'm the not, manager. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the manager. Somebody me. give me the manager because this guy walking around sticking his goddamn thumb in asses. My ass was violated. Wait, what? Yes. The smell Wait, you what? smell is my ass. Oh, on his thumb. Someone sticking thumbs inside your asses? Wait, what? He's, he's yes, accusing you, you, sir. He's accusing you uh, of, of sticking your thumb up his ass, sir. Not oh accusing. I'm pointing out. I think it's an accusation, <laughs> sir. I think. I, I mean, did, I, did you feel it? Did you feel it, or did you see it, or was it just whoa, like a quick whoa, whoa, reaction? Whoa, whoa. I, I don't want to talk about this right now in the aisle of Target. I don't want to talk about this right now. Whoa. This is not what I want to talk about. I'm at work, and I, and I am the manager. I'm the manager, sir. And uh, I was perusing the deodorant owl for a nice scent, and I would right in there and run away. Okay, wait. Okay. So you felt the thumb in your ass? <laughs> yes. What oh man. Okay, let's let's all slow down. I'm sorry. Did you see the perpetrator? I seen the back of his head as he was running away. Oh, what color was his hair? What color is your hair, sir? <laughs> Mine's black. Not you, sir. The other guy. <laughs> uh, blue. I have I have blue hair. The it's blue cool. guy hair ran away. Okay. Uh, I, this is all very, we can solve this in two seconds. If you just follow me to the back, sir, we can look at the security cameras. I will uh, not follow yeah, you. I wouldn't trust him. I wouldn't trust him in the back. What you, what? You work for me. What do you do? You I'm work just, for me. Look, man, I, I like working here. I just don't like seeing customers get their butts poked. Okay. Uh, oh my God, the fire alarm is going off, you guys. Oh my god, there's a fire in uh, okay, uh, Everyone stay calm. Everyone stay calm. Everyone real quick. Can you help? What? I'm getting a TikTok of the fire. It's the fire at Target. Okay. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Wait, does this mean all these things are free? Can I just walk out of the store with these items? No, you gotta no, no you gotta pay. Oh damn it. Okay, fine. Oh my god, what is that god awful smell? Is that the fire? Was that here already? What is that? Oh no, that's the manager's thumb. It's real stinky. It's from my ass. Black <gasps> out. Oh my gosh. 
What are we on the second group game? <laughs> yes. Started my name. Oh, uh, thank you for coming to check out the apartment. Um, it's recently renovated. Um, the previous tenant stayed here for 10 years, uh, non-smoker, uh, no pets. It's in excellent condition. And fortunately, they have passed away in the apartment. I have to let you know. Yeah, they, they did. Uh, did pass. Yes. What passed I'm sorry? away? Yeah, they did. I'm sorry? Yeah, they did. I said. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, okay. Yeah, thank you for agreeing with me. Yes, they uh, did pass away inside the apartment. Um, Can you repeat that? They they passed away inside the apartment. Who's they? The the previous tenant, sir. The previous tenant okay. did pass away inside yeah, the apartment. Yeah, their previous tenant. I'm sorry. What like what does that mean? What does that mean? When when you when you people put inflections yeah, on those words, what does that mean? Previous tenant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before they passed away. Mm-hmm. As in goodbye. Mm-hmm. Mm, they passed away. Oh, I know. Oh, yes, they did. They passed away. Yeah. What else happened to them? What else? Yeah, tell us. What, tell us more about the apartment. Tell us more about the. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the apartment. Uh, it's a spacious, uh, one bedroom, uh, one bath. It has a uh, brand new kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a one bath, one bath. Passed away. Mm. One bath. That's how he died. One bath. Mm. One bath. I bet. I bet. Smooth. Sparkly. Mm. Okay, great. Um, so uh, these these uh, these are the uh, credit check applications. If you just want to fill yeah, this out. Credit check Ooh, yeah, fill it out. You want me to fill out that form? You want me to fill Ooh. out that form so hard and you're going to like check my credit and then I can like, <laughs> and then can, like get the apartment because my credit is so good. Oh my yeah, God. Like, has my credit been good or naughty? Ooh, is it a good yeah, credit, credit or bad credit? Naughty, so credit. you got to punish me for that. Check my credits. Mm. Yeah, check my credit. Yeah. Um, can I ask what, what this group does for a living? Oh, each other, obviously. <laughs> we work for a dating site. Yeah, we yeah. work for a dating site. Oh, kind of like, like Tinder or Bumble or something. No, we write letters. Romance Bureau. We write, we write yeah. letters. The romance. Yeah. Haven't you letters. heard of the Romance Bureau? Duh. Yeah, duh. We write the sexiest yeah. letters you've ever read, sir. They're so hot. Yeah. Oh my god. We can turn anything oh. sexual. Anything at all. Give us get let's we can talk yes. about pipes all day. Yeah. Literally laying pipe, installing mm-hmm. pipe. Linguini. Lead pipe. Writers. Mortgage payments. We can make that sexy. Okay, well, uh, it sounds like you have that your job figured out. Um uh after the rent, uh after the credit check goes through, it uh we will need a deposit. Yeah, you will. For first month and last Ooh, month. You just slide it in? Do we just slide the deposit into a slot? Ooh, yeah. Slide it in there? We're going to give it to you good. A big old fucking fat ass deposit. Yeah. All ones. All ones. Deposit back. Um, uh, hi, welcome to Subway. Um, how can I help you? Can I get a um, flatbread um, turkey sandwich? Okay. And. Um, the the type of bread, please. What 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 type of bread? Uh, what's your choices? 
Uh, we have, uh, you know, it's, it's just flatbread. We have the Parmesan cheese. We mm-hmm. have uh, the wheat. The wheat's very popular. Um, and unfortunately, that's all we have today. Just wheat? Does it have a mm-hmm. lot of gluten in it? I'm sorry? Does it have a lot of gluten in it? Uh, wait, wait, are you... Gluten? Gluten. Uh, why... Are you why why what you're like throwing some stank on that word gluten? What are you doing with the word gluten? <laughs> Blackout. <laughs> I was hoping that you were throwing some stank on that word. <laughs> Would you like cheese with that? Would you like to get it heated? <laughs> just like oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, I could have listened to the whole sandwich. Terrible <laughs> uh, sandwich. That'll be 1084. Thank you very much. Third beats. Third beats. Third beats. Detective. Detective, I'm so sorry to tell you this, that you must now solve the murder of your own wife, mostly because we are short-staffed. Um, so here is her dead body. Get at it. Let me know what's happening, okay? Um, why is there a dead body in my office? Why isn't this in the mortuary? Um, I did a little chalk thing around her body, and, uh, yeah, yeah, that chalk thing was nice. Yeah, it was, like, writing down that chalk. I was, like, I was, like, laying down that chalk thick. I was like laying it down so thick around that body. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm late. Um, so have you kissed the body yet to make sure what time she died? Oh yeah. Give me no, a second. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Five forty-five. Yeah, five forty-five p.m. Okay. What was that that what was that noise that just came out of her? What was that? Well, everyone knows that when you die, you get a little orgasm. <laughs> you get like one good orgasm. Oh die. yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was that's what that was. Yeah. Okay. Well, you. Uh, 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 okay. We we just share. We've always shared everything. You know, I just I had to share that with her that last time. That was so beautiful. We can carry on. We can carry on. That was touching. Okay. Um, There is a knife sticking out of her throat. I don't know if you want to start there. Yeah, no, I don't think it was that. No, I don't think it was that. I think that she was... You don't think what was what? You don't think that's how she died? No, no, no. I think she was suffocated. Even though... Guys, actually, I'm the medical examiner. Um, I found this thumb in her butt. Oh my God. That's my thumb. That's my thumb. (laughs) Thank you so much for finding that. Thank you. Brian, like two seconds late. (laughs) Did we black out or not? I heard a blackout. Thumb guy. The guy with the thumb. We blacked out out on thumb in the butt. Okay. (laughs) Classic blackout line. Here's Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, private detective.
afternoon, Mr. Diamond. Oh, afternoon, Ed. Have a good lunch, Mr. Diamond? Too early to tell. Hey, you must shave with a dull razor. You got a scratch on your face. I use a rake. <laughs> Here's your floor, Mr. Diamond. Thanks, Ed. Well, customers. Good afternoon, gentlemen. What can I do for... Oh, oh that was nifty, Ziggy. Is that Diamond? Yeah, Chino. That's him. Pick him up and drag him over to the chair, Ziggy. Sure thing, Chino. <laughs> He's really out. Yeah. See if you can bring him around. Be a shame if he missed anything. Chino, would you mind holding my ash can handle? It might break his jaw. A pleasure, Ziggy. Diamond. Diamond. He looks like he ain't gonna make it. Maybe you slapped him too hard. You hurt me, Ziggy. You know how careful I am. Here, try this pitcher of water. I felt like I was lying in the middle of a crowded sink and someone had piled all the dishes on my head. They turned on the faucet and I floated up with a dirty coffee cup and took a look around. I treaded water and squinted through my dewy eyelids at two of the ugliest dishwashers I'd ever seen. He's twitching. Oh. See, Ziggy, he's just lazy. Diamond, uh, let us know when things stop making sense. Oh, that's that's a dirty trick. Oh, he's talking screwy. What's a dirty trick, Diamond? Uh, I'm stuck in the drain. I think you hit him too hard. He's liable to be talking like that from now on. Give it time, give it time. Uh, Diamond, you pull yourself out. Yeah. How did your monkeys get in here anyway? He's back! <laughs> Now go to work, Ziggy, but uh, keep him with us. Hey, wait a minute. Oh. Oh. Enough, Ziggy. Uh, can you hear me, Diamond? Uh, he don't like it. He's going to be hard to get along with. Belt him across the ears. He'll listen. Hear me now? He's nodding his head. I guess he wants to keep his mouth shut so the teeth don't fall out. Fine. Now listen, Diamond. When you get a call from a Mr. Barton, turn down the job. Understand? Ziggy, see if he's tuned in. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, you know. He says now he's got his shirt on. Remember, Mr. Barton, you don't want to work for him. Think he gets it? Sure, you know, but he looks tired from the strain. Oh. Then put him to sleep, Ziggy. Nighty-night time. He didn't have to say nighty-night. It was only two o'clock in the afternoon. He tapped me once more with a galvanized sleeping pill and tucked me away for a rest. The next thing I knew, a pair of gray suede gloves were patting my sore face. Maybe he didn't want to leave any fingerprints on my bruises. Mr. Diamond. Mr. Diamond, can you hear me? Oh. Oh, you know, this, this can get monotonous. Go away. Should I call the police, Mr. Diamond? What? Oh. Oh, I, I was expecting uglier company. Could you sit up? I'm getting some of your blood on my shoes. That's tough. I'll turn it off. I'll bet your name's Barton. Why, that's right. How did you know? I'm lucky. Now get out of here. But I want to talk to you. I just had one long conversation, but it was too one-sided. 
Go on. My health is doubtful, but it's fun to have it around for company. Maybe $500 would pick you up? Yeah, it might, for a while. But I don't like to waste that kind of money on funerals. Seven fifty. So they line the coffin with velvet. A thousand. Uh, you're begging to make a short life sound practical. If you do the job successfully, there'll be another thousand. You just bought yourself a corpse. Let me wash up. Talk some more. I can hear you. It's my son, Roger. He thinks he killed a man. He thinks? What do you want me to do? Find out for sure so I can brag about it? Ever heard of a John Alter? Sure. Walt Levinson sent him up five years ago on a manslaughter rap. Well, he doesn't like it up there, and he'd like to get out. I don't blame him. What's this got to do with your son? I'm chairman of the parole board. Oh, you look much better now, Mr. Diamond. I can't stand the sight of blood. It doesn't bother me. It happens every week. So, uh, you're the chairman of the parole board. Yes, some of Alter's friends promised to keep quiet about my son if I let Alter go free when he comes up before the board next mm. week. Hmm? And you think maybe your son was framed? Yes, about a month ago, he met a girl in Florida. Her name is Lenore Brown, and she's a friend of Alter's. How did they spring the frame? I beg your pardon? You must associate with a higher type thug. Spring the frame. Made it look like your son killed somebody. Oh. Huh. Well, when Roger, that's my son, went to pick up the Lenore girl at her apartment, he found her struggling with some man. That happens. It looked like he was trying to kill her. There was a gun on the floor, and she called to Roger for help. He picked up the gun and shot the man. She told Roger he had killed him and that he must get out. When we went back, they were both gone. About a month later, some of Alter's friends got in touch with me. Oh, and they forget about the killing if you let Alter out of Sing Sing. That's right. I don't remember reading anything about it in the papers. Well, you're the first one outside of Alter and his friend who know anything about it. You see, they say they're hiding the corpus delecti, so there was no report of the murder. Keeping a sieve handy isn't that easy. Why didn't you call the law? If my son did kill this man, that's the first thing I intend doing. But I have a feeling this man is not dead. Oh, you, uh, you think maybe they staged the killing, put blanks in the gun, and after your son beat it, the stiff walked out under his own steam? That's what I want you to find out. If my son is innocent, I want you to bring the parties responsible to justice. Amen. Here's a check for $1,000. If you find the girl and prove my son innocent, there'll be another 1000 in your pocket. I'll throw up the holes. Well, thanks, Mr. Barton. I'll start right away. Goodbye, Mr. Diamond. You can reach me at the Wentworth Hotel. I'm staying there until this matter gets cleared up. I won't get in touch with you unless I find something. The guys who worked me over are pretty set in their ways, and there's no sense in you tripping over a lot of dead bodies. I looked at the thousand-dollar check and thought about the beating the two polite gunsels had given me. It was a toss-up. If I'd spent the thousand like I knew I would, I'd be dead anyway. The two goons were probably still hanging around my building, and if they spotted me, they'd guess I'd taken the job. When I get more than ten bucks in my pocket, I smile all over. I went out the back way and through the alley. Had to start somewhere, so I headed for the 5th Precinct Police Station. When you're looking for a killer, homicides got all the roadmaps on murder. An old friend and ex-partner was in charge. The men who worked the detail called him Lieutenant Levinson, but he had a couple of friends who still called him Walt. I was one of them. You earned that right when you worked for a guy for six years. After I left the force, Walt started doing a solo, but he now had a sergeant who stumbled around after him. His name was Otis, and he had the biggest feet in the state of New York. Every time he took off his shoes, I wanted to grab a champagne bottle and launch them. I don't think he liked me. When I walked in, his face always looked like an advertisement for a sour stomach. Well, 
Richard Diamond, private detective. Well, Sergeant Otis, homicide's answer to the missing link. What was that last word? Well, you're half safe. I said link. Walled in? Yeah. You turn the knob and you push. Why don't you get that uniform cleaned? Some dad's going to get up and walk to the station without you. Well, hello, Rick. If you've got... Yeah. You must get tired changing your face every day. Somebody shove you around again? Been catching up on my patty cake, Walt. Tell me, did you uh, ever know a bit of fluff named Lenore Brown? Sure, John Alder's expense account. Used to hold hands before I send him up. Know where I can find her? Alder's still got her staked out. When he leaves stir, he's going to come back and dig up the claim. You better forget about it. She's got the antidote for lonely nights, but some of Alder's boys are protecting her. I know, yeah. They gave me a pep talk this afternoon. And then listen to him. It's better watching the game from the bench. Oh, uh, you never can tell. I might make a score. Well, you're outweighed, outclassed, and liable to be outlived. She used to work at the Black Swan in Florida. Her daughter was trying to get a parole, and she came to New York to be close to him. Any lying on her here in town? No, but if she's seeing all of you, might spot her on a visitor's day. And now, look, Rick, why don't you stop chasing two-bit thugs and come back on the force? I never had all this when we were working together. You know how I feel about that, Walt. I'm a restless guy. Sometimes I like to sleep late in the morning. Okay, Rick. Want me to call the warden and tell him you're coming? Yeah, thanks, Walt. Take it easy. Bye, Rick. Be a good boy. Yes, Paul? Mr. Richard Diamond to see you, Warden. Oh, send him in. You can go on in, Mr. Diamond. Thanks, Paul. Well, Rick, how are you? It's been a long time. I know a lot of guys who wouldn't like to hear that, Warden. How are you, Jim? Just great. What's on your mind? I hear Johnny Alter's been having company. I'd like to take a look at her. Oh, Miss Brown. Well, I can't blame you. I just want to spot her and see where she goes. You can't miss. If she walked through the yard, there'd be a jailbreak tomorrow. What time are visiting hours? Well, if she's seeing Alter today, she should be downstairs right now. Pardon me a second. Yes, Warden. Paul, has Lenore Brown come in today? Yes, she has, Warden. She's in seeing Alter right now. Thanks, Paul. She's downstairs, Rick. Like to take a look? Yeah. I'll have Paul take you down. Mm-hmm. Uh... On second thought, I'll go myself. There she is, sitting at the end table talking to Alda. Oh, now I know why Alda needs a lot of money. She's wearing enough of mink to carpet Radio City. You should get a load of her on a warm day. Coat doesn't stop me. She'd show up, even if she's wearing a tent. How long has she got with Alder? About another five minutes. Warden, maybe I'll let you put me away for a couple of years. With something like that to look forward to on Visitor's Day, I might go for the change. Well, you'd get tired of just talking. <laughs> Think what you could do on the outside. Yeah, I am, but it would probably send me right back up here. Now, you want to stick around till she's through talking? Thanks, Jim. I, I'll wait in front till she comes out. <laughs> I hung her on by the big gray buildings until she came out. She walked over to a long white convertible and got in. Now I know what the guy meant when he wrote, ask the man who owns one. I decided to let her buy me a new fuse and I walked over to the car. Uh, going to town? Oh, back up three feet and I'll let you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your tailor couldn't do all of that. Thanks. Get in. Thank you. 
visiting. Yeah, yeah. The warden's an old friend. How many years did you know him? Ah, uh-uh, ah, uh-uh, baby. I've been going home every night all my life. Every night? Well, almost. What do you do with the almost? Depends. Everybody likes something different. You must get tired thinking up new ideas. Oh, I don't think much. It's more fun being surprised. Hey, what are you stopping for? We just got started. Surprise? Oh, yeah. And the nickel-plated one. Look, baby, you don't have to pull a gun. If I'm getting fresh, I'll get out and walk. You'll sit right there, Diamond. Oh, name dropper. Mm-hmm. Expecting company? Mm-hmm, and you've met them before, honey. That's nice. I wouldn't want you to get stuck with the introductions. That's your friends coming along in that car? It should be. Now hold real still. They'll only shoot you this time. Sometimes you're lucky. When a dame's got a gun on you, you don't stand much of a chance unless she's got her mind on something else. This one did. And when she looked up in the rearview mirror to make sure it was her boys, I tagged her. My two playmates were just pulling up in the green sedan when I went out of the car like a dry transmission. He let go just as I dived off the side of the road and hit the center embankment. I rolled to the bottom and came up looking like an exhibit for smallpox. He's down the hill. Go get him, Ziggy. There was a line of trees just off to the right, and I got to them just as Ziggy tried again. He needed a rifle. I was running through the trees then, and I could hear Ziggy somewhere behind me falling all over himself. I pulled my gun and thought about waiting for him. I could give him so many holes he'd whistle in a high wind, but I had another idea. I stopped and listened. He's around here somewhere. Come on, we'll we'll spread out. That toyed right down the middle. They were somewhere behind me, and both of them were looking. I got him, Bobo. I got him. Get off of me, you million. Get them off. I got on a new suit. Oh, Oh, my deepest apologies, Gina. I thought you was diamond. Can't you tell a difference, Ziggy? He's got on a blue suit. Oh, I'm a little colorblind. Uh, Now let's find diamond. They started hunting again, and I cut off to my left and headed back to the highway. I reached the hill that sloped down from the highway, and I went up fast. The cars were about a hundred yards down the road, and I used my last lung getting there. Lenore was still out, just like I'd left her when I put her to sleep. I went over to the Gunsel's car and lifted the hood. Chino and Ziggy could apologize all night while they looked for a new distributor. I went back to the white convertible with the unconscious nylons and got in. I noticed something lying on the seat. It was her purse, and she didn't wake up when I grabbed it. Doing a rummage job at 80 miles an hour isn't easy. But there wasn't much of interest anyway, just a little black book. I needed a gimmick, so I stuck it in my pocket. I put the purse back on the seat just as she started coming around. Wow, now that's it, baby. Sit up and look at the pretty scenery. How did you get here? Where's Ziggy and Chino? Playing Peter Pan. Hmm. Jaw hurt? Yes, you heel. Play rough and you get hurt. Where do I take you? Uh, my apartment, I guess. You're going to ask a lot of questions and I don't talk much. We might as well figure out something to fill in the lull. I drove to her place on East 51st and walked her to the door. She looked at me like a fat woman eyeing a French pastry, and her mouth slipped down to her shoelaces when I gave her a peck on the cheek and left her standing with an old front doorknob in her hand. I knew she wasn't going to spill anything, even if I got her drunk. 
Besides, he could probably drink Tony Galento under the table and still be sober enough to play hopscotch. I went back to the office and took out her little black book. There were a lot of names, and some of them I knew. Chino. And after it, likes his work. And Ziggy. And after his name, has own gun. Yeah, yeah. Richard Diamond, too. I never did figure out what the three stars were for. I forgot all about my date with Helen when the phone rang. Yeah? Hello, Rick. Oh, up to... No, uh, this is Fang Wu's Sunday Chop Show, if I right. Now, Fang Wu, call Mr. Richard Diamond to the phone Chop Chop. He's got a date and she doesn't like being stood up. Hello, Helen. Hi. What was all that about? Forget you had a date with me? Yeah, yeah, I did. And I'm sorry, baby, but right now I, I'm being chased like a hopped-up fox. I haven't had time to curl up and relax. You're impossible. I know it, I know it. Hmm. Want your sorority pen back? Well... I'll make up my mind when you get here. I'll give you my Lone Ranger magic decoder. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> Are we still going steady? Oh, yes. Rick, what am I going to see? Oh, uh, honey, right now I got some reading to do. Why don't you go to a movie? Little women pass the senses. I'll be over later. I'll probably end up marrying an usher. Don't be too late, Rick. I won't. Besides, we get along better early in the morning. Bye. Bye, baby. I sat there for a minute thinking about Helen Asher and wondering why I hadn't learned how to butter my bread. She was everything a guy should want. Ten million dollars playing multiplication in a fat trust fund. A figure that would snarl of any quiet intersection. And a mind that would give a master's degree an inferiority complex. Diamond, you fool, you. Well, Lenore Brown's little black book was a poor substitute for an evening with Helen, but three items put me in second gear. They weren't hard to find. Take out all the men's names, and there they were, three addresses. One was in the village, another in Harlem, and the last was somewhere in Chinatown. All of them were a setup for a dead man who wanted to make himself scarce. I wanted to talk with Barton before I started hunting, so I called the Wentworth. Mr. Barton, please. Yes, sir. I'll ring him. Hello? Mr. Barton, this is Diamond. Oh, yes, Diamond. Did you find out anything yet? Uh, not yet, but uh, tell me, did your son uh, tell you what his victim looked like? Why, yes. He said he was a dark man with a scar from his nose to his chin. He said he'd never forget it. Oh. Oh, well, thanks. Maybe I'll call you tomorrow. I hope you clear this thing up in a hurry. So do I. I want to get my nerves untangled. I took the easy address first. Grabbed a cab, and 20 minutes later, I was walking down the steps of a little dive on the east side of Greenwich Village. It was a shabby little place, and the customers had enough long hair to give a toupee dealer the DTs. A fat waiter walked over and eyed my clean shirt. He was wearing an apron that looked like he'd made the salad on it. He was swell. Hey, you want something, Mac? Yeah, oh, a pound of egg noodles. Just sweep them up off the floor. Do you know anyone named Lenore? Oh, sure, Leno Brown. Hey, she comes in about once a week, listens to the kid at the piano. <laughs> now, why would a classy thing like that go out with him? <laughs> he don't play the piano so good. You ever see a guy with her? Dark man with a scar from his nose to his chin? No, no, she always does a single. Yeah, well, thanks. Hey, you still want those noodles?
walked out, got back in the cab, and marked off Greenwich Village in the little black book. The second address was on the fringe of Harlem, the hill, they call it. The night was black, and the fog had rolled in off the East River and staked out a claim all the way to Lenox Avenue. As I walked up to the old brownstone, my nerves started screaming S.O.S. I stopped cold and looked down at two gleaming eyes, like two pieces of polished glass shining in the glare of the dim street lamp. As I got used to the darkness, I could make him out. He was a big, white, battle-scarred bulldog, and he had some ideas of his own. He started shuffling in slowly, jerking back his lips and showing a row of white teeth. Hold it, Lucifer. I hadn't heard him come out on the porch. He was a big man wearing an off-white undershirt. And from what I could see, he looked meaner than his dog. The animal stopped, but he kept facing me, showing off his toothpaste smile. You won't hurt you, mister, unless I tell him to. I'll think about it for a while. I'm a poor substitute for horse meat. What do you want? Do you know a Lenore Brown? You a cop? Shamus. Beat it, Lucifer. <laughs> Thanks, pal. I couldn't hold my breath much longer. You can come up on the porch. You're looking for Lenore Brown, huh? Yeah, know her? I met her. My wife works for her. Is your wife in? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Come here. Some private dick wants to talk to you. She's Miss Brown's private maid. Yeah. Your husband tells me you work for Miss Brown. Yeah, what's she done? She got many friends? Men friends. Yeah. You know a dark man with a scar? Oh, sure. I know lots of them. What are you talking about, woman? Oh, I, uh, I met someone who Miss Brown knows. What did you mean by that, mister? Look, I really don't know anybody with a scar. Now you better beat it. Yeah. Get moving. And I want to talk to you, woman. Yes, honey. I knew she was going to get bruised, but he looked rough enough to cut my windpipe, and I went to someplace to pour my coffee down in the morning. So I got out of there fast and headed for the last address in the little black book. The place was on one of those narrow, dark streets. It was so quiet you could hear yourself change your mind. A sign above the door read Tangy, so I pushed it open and went in. If I didn't find a man with a scar here, I was out on strikes. It was a little restaurant on the bottom floor of a two-story building. A quiet waiter slipped up and showed me to a booth. He shoved a menu in my hand and disappeared before I could ask him anything. The place was empty except for an old couple sitting near the door. The waiter said something to them and they looked quickly over at me. And then they left in a hurry. The room was completely empty now. Even the waiter had disappeared. I looked up at a flight of stairs at the far end of the room. A pair of very healthy ankles came into view. And they were holding up a pair of legs that ran my blood pressure up to 190 again. I eased my gun out and held it under the table. Lenore turned the corner and started down toward my booth like a loose snake in a rabbit pen. Mind if I sit down? Uh, it's your party. Shame on you. Don't you know it's not nice to pilfer a lady's handbag? Now, Mama will have to thank. Looks like the last address paid off. If you're buying shrouds, it did. Where's the guy that young Barton was supposed to have killed? Upstairs. But he's very unsociable. Hates long conversations. I only need a couple of lines. He can't even do that. He likes to keep on breathing. Old man Barton figures Alter framed his son. 
He's not going to let your boyfriend out of Sing Sing until he finds a man with a scar. Think he can do better than you did? Well, I found him. Was it worth dying for? I don't know. I can tell you better after I talk to him. Mama's going to have to spank sooner than she expected. Come in, boys. Well, look who's here. Are Mama's two big idiots out collecting blood again? Where are your buckets? Oh, he's bitter. Present! You've, um, you've met Chino and Ziggy before, haven't you? Yeah, on the end of a fist. They want to show you the town. I know the beat. I'll bet you've never seen it from the bottom of the East River. No, but if you'll put on a bathing suit, I might buy the idea. Oh. Too bad we'll never make the beach together. I'd like to show you the sights. Boys, you better help Mr. Diamond out of the booth. I think he's stuck. You know how it is. The boys like to keep moving. So do I. I shot once and caught Ziggy in the stomach, and I dumped the table over on Chino. He grabbed like he was going to waltz with it. I didn't even have to get up. I just shot him through the cover shot. Lenora was out of the booth fast and running for the stairs. Look out, Tony, look out! I caught up with her at the foot of the stairs, and as she started up, I saw him, standing on the upper landing, scar and all, all meaning gun in his hand. He missed me, but nailed her halfway up. She spun around and fell all over me. But I point a gun pretty good from a prone position. You should have kept your nose up, mister. A bad landing washes you out. I called Lieutenant Levinson, squared myself. Then homicide came down and cleaned things up. They were all dead, and I figured I never would reach the beach anyway. I phoned Barton, who took his son down to the morgue to look over the night's take. Young Barton identified the man with the scars, the one he thought he'd killed. They gave me the notch, and I made another call. This time to a pair of silk pajamas with an understanding heart. It was late, but I was hungry. Oh, good morning, Mr. Diamond. Isn't it rather late to be calling? You know something? You're right, Francis. It's 2 a.m., Time for all good butlers to be betty by. Miss Helen is in the library, but I'm not sure whether she wants to see you. Well, you just run along and get some sleep. I'll find out and let you know. Very good, sir. Confidentially, she's a little peeved. Look. Chin up, Mr. Diamond. Francis, if she gets tough with me, I'll knock her teeth out. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Francis, is that who I think it was? Oh. Hi. The food was cold a long time ago. So is my date. I'm sorry, honey. Oh, that's all right. The fire's almost burned out. It's two o'clock in the morning, Mr. Diamond. I've sat through two features of Tom and Jerry in the fourth chapter of Batman Hops a Freight. Oh, come on, don't scold, baby. I haven't in weeks, but I've been rehearsing this for the past two hours, and you're going to listen. And that's another thing. You never play when I want you to. Only when I've got you on the carpet. That sounds like fun. Now, stop being glib. If you think for one minute you can turn me into... Out of your face with the sunshine Put on a great big smile Now stop that and listen to me. Okay, okay, I'll shut up. Well, go on. Oh, now you made me forget what I was going to say. Well, if you can't remember, honey, hold a good thought. a big, wide, wonderful world you live in. 
When you're in love, you're a master of all you survey. You're a gay Santa Claus. I just remembered. Too late now, honey. I'm rolling. There's a brave new star-spangled sky above you. When you're in love, you're a hero, a Nero, Apollo, the Wizard of Oz. Oh, Rick, how do you do it? You a kingdom, power and glory. Richard Diamond, starring Dick Paul, was previously released over the National Broadcasting Company for listeners in the United States and has been re-released to you men and women overseas by the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. <laughs>